Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Hey, hi, hello, my friends. I said that so slow, probably the slowest I've ever said it. I have such a bone to pick with Steve Jobs. Just kidding. I don't think that he was around for the creation of Apple AirPods. Was he? Will someone let me know? I, I, in fact, I'm pretty positive he wasn't. <laughs> Why do AirPods not connect to GarageBand? That makes me kind of sad because I don't have a big set of headphones to listen when I'm recording my podcast. And you know what? That's just not a problem because I don't need to hear myself in my head any more than I already do. <laughs> How's everyone doing this week? I am coming to you live from Paris, France, where I live. And it has been quite the uh, chaotic past two weeks here. I feel like I'm sitting in a news desk and I'm not. I'm, I'm sitting and looking outside of my apartment window. <laughs> But it's been a chaotic couple weeks. If you have kept up with the world news, there have been some political demonstrations going on in the city of Paris. And I don't really have grounds to means. Okay, let's start that over. <laughs> I don't have the grounds to speak on that subject because first of all, I'm not French. I don't have voting rights here. Second of all, I've tried my hardest to be empathetic and like fully understand everything that's going on, but I don't want to give you any false news. And I also don't want it to be biased. So I will let you do a quick Google search if you would like to know what's been going on, but I'm safe. My dog is safe. He's sitting behind me on the couch and it's been a really good week. I had a lot of really good food. I went to the east of France uh, this past week, somewhere I've never been before and visited a meat farm, I guess you would call it, a meat producer. And as I have spoken on this podcast before about my journey with food and healing and the eating disorder that I have overcome, which is a daily thing. It's not like, oh, I'm fully recovered from my eating disorder and now I'm on this excursion to eat, pray, love around the world. That's just not true. I am a working journalist that is quite fascinated by the concept of food and the hands that create our food and the world that creates our food. So I believe that whatever goes into your body is created by something, whether that is a machine, whether that is an animal, whether that is someone's hands. Um, and it all has energy. And I think if you haven't seen or heard about the the rice experiment where I'm not sure who conducted it, where you speak into two different bowls of rice, like literally affirm them or actively tear them down. Like, oh, you're such like a cute little pretty rice and I love you so much. And you affirm one and then you're really hateful and mean to the other. Like you're so ugly and awful and I hate you. And like there is actually a difference. And one of the bowls stays alive and the other doesn't. The other like rots. So I highly recommend that you look into that. It's kind of crazy, but I believe that with our bodies. I believe that the more positively we talk to ourselves, the more nourishment we give ourselves with the food 
and the skincare and the water and everything that goes in, including the people, not don't eat people, (laughs) but including the people that you're around, everything that you consume through your eyes, everything that goes in you and is around you affects your well-being. So I've been very fascinated since living here in France about food because this is, you know, the place in the world where food is extremely important. I don't think that the gastronomy capital of the world, it used to be in a in a town called Lyon in France. I don't think it's there anymore, but French food has been fascinating and the people in France that create the food has been fascinating to me. So I've been exploring that more very newly and I've really been loving it. So if you want to keep up on my Instagram all of the food adventures that I am going on, please do Instagram.com slash, is it at, do you have to do a dot com slash at Jenny Johnson? Also, who gets on Instagram on their computer? Me, actually, I will answer that question. (laughs) Anyway, what a fantastic segue into what I would like to talk about today. I'm really grateful for Instagram.com for a lot of different reasons. One, because it allows me to connect with people that I don't see very often, and it allows me to connect with people that I've never met before and then meet later. So many of my beautiful friendships that I've created in this life have been through Instagram DMs and TikTok DMs and emails and The ability to connect with other people through technology is a really beautiful thing. And I had dinner with a couple this past week that met, I think, on Bumble. And I was just like, wow, I love that this relationship would have literally never happened unless it was for someone deciding to create an application to connect other people. And... I also had a situation this past week where a friend of mine was going through a rough time. She was having a hard night thinking and feeling and, you know, rummaging through thoughts and because, okay, go off Steve Jobs, because of, (laughs) because of the Apple iPhone, we were able to send each other voice memos, send each other text, and really talk out everything that she was feeling and thinking and hopefully be able to get to the other side of the fear and the confusion that she was feeling. And I also thought, wow, it's a really cool thing that it is, you know, 10 in the morning for me and very late at night for her because we're on different sides of the world. But that wasn't the most beautiful thing to me is that we got to connect because The older you get, the harder it is to connect with people that truly share your values and humor and dreams. And I think that that's what friendship is. I think friendship can be boiled down to three pillars. And the first one is, do you have shared values? Do you believe in the same marrow of the universe? Because if you don't, chances are the relationship isn't going to blossom. You are going to have a deep fracture in the foundation of whatever relationship that you're building. So with this friend that I have, we share the value of authenticity. And if 
if we didn't, then we couldn't have the conversation that we were having. And so being able to call someone or voice memo them or text them in the middle of the night is just, for me at least, absolutely vital. And then I think the second thing, kind of piggybacking off of the first thing, is you have to like who you are when you speak to your friends. You have to like the things that you are discussing. You have to like how they are making you feel. You have to feel safe to be in their presence. And that's not to say that you should continually be around yes men and people that always hype you up and only make you feel good. No, that's that's not what I'm saying. I've just been in friendships for a little bit too long that when you can take a step back and look at the situation from a different perspective, if you aren't comfortable with someone, if you are actively uncomfortable in their presence or you see yourself acting a different way, like I had a friend a few years ago who he was my friend for all throughout college and we were very close at one point, but we we were getting lunch um, a couple years after we graduated and I for so long felt like I had fought to keep our friendship the way that it was when it was born. And when we were having lunch, I think I kind of realized, oh my gosh, I don't feel safe with this person anymore. Not in a physical sense, but in an emotional and intellectual sense. Our values are contradicting one another and I'm finding myself abandoning who I am and he is abandoning who he is to kind of like sit in this uncomfortable limbo of like, wow, we want to stay loyal to the relationship that we built, but we really aren't the same people anymore. And I think that recognizing that and being able to have the courage to say, actually, I don't think that I really want to continue this friendship. And that doesn't mean that it has to be a big breakup, fallout, fight. Sometimes it's easier just to let go what's not serving you anymore so you can create room for things that do serve you to come in. And since then, since that situation, I have, you know, wished this friend good riddance and good vibes. And I don't think that there should be any guilt of letting go of friendships that aren't serving you anymore. And that's just on self-respect. I think that friendships are the biggest reflection of who you are because you are who you hang out with. You are the compilation of the five people you spend the most time with. So choose wisely, choose freely, but be aware that every person that you allow in your sphere of influence is creating who you are. And I think that that kind of goes to the third pillar for me, at least for friendships, is the ability to choose. Having the free will to decide, do I want this person in my life? Am I actively learning with them? Am I actively loving with them? Do we make each other laugh? Do we make each other cry in a good way? Are they a good listener? Am I a good listener? And I recently heard Reese Witherspoon say that 10 times fast. <laughs> I heard Reese Witherspoon say that her philosophy on friendship is on a deposit and 
withdraw system, meaning that when you look at a friendship, are you going to be withdrawing from them? Are they going to be withdrawing from you? Advice, uh, you know, connections, favors, all of the things that are, you know, quote unquote, being used or taken out of from you or from them, is that balanced with what you're giving, what you are giving advice, you are giving time, you are giving favors, because that's what friendship is, that friendships aren't contractual. You get to choose the people that you love. And whenever someone is not loving you or you're not loving them, do yourself both a favor and leave. You don't have to stay in any type of relationship with a person just because you feel you should. That that can go back to people-pleasing tendencies and thinking that, oh, I don't want to lose something. That's that's a lack mindset. That's a lack mentality. And I don't like living that way. And I lost a friend. Oh, I'll get sad. It's okay. Sadness is just a feeling and I am a container for my feelings. I am not the feelings themselves. I lost my closest friend this past year um, because of a deep disagreement and a deep misunderstanding. And I miss her, obviously, but you kind of have to look at situations from a couple of different angles and... I think that praying and thinking and discussing with a therapist, discussing with family, discussing with other trusted people, um, that not, not gossiping, but genuinely discussing a friendship breakup with someone can really give you a third-party perspective because no one is above being wrong. I think that that is what friendships do. They they give you the ability to look at yourself and and think – a lot about what you believe and that's the beauty of human connection is not all of us believe the same thing and I am learning in in this new culture that I have been immersed in that it's a really wonderful privilege to have the opportunity to meet new people that don't believe the same things that you do don't have the same jobs as you do don't speak the same language as you do maybe a little bit so you can communicate with them. But sometimes communication isn't the the strongest form of loyalty or trust or friendship. Sometimes just sitting with someone, sometimes just holding someone's hand, sometimes just listening, sometimes just looking at someone. I don't know how many times, you know, I've had situations where I'm about to break down or I'm about to laugh or I'm about to have an epiphany and I see the eyes of a friend and it brings so much comfort or the hand of someone when I am crying or the hug or, you know, whatever. When when life breaks down, friends are the ones who build you back up. And I think that being able to be a good friend to yourself is is important and having the ability to look at how you can be a good friend to someone else is also important. I love the the concept of the withdraw and the deposit system, but also make sure that you are withdrawing and depositing from yourself. How can you be the closest friend to yourself that you can possibly be? You need other people. People need people. And I have found that the kinder I am to me, the kinder I am to others. And 
yesterday <laughs> on the subject of vulnerability, I was at an event that not not everyone spoke the language that I speak, um, but many people were kind enough to, and I felt very, um, sometimes I just feel out of place because I don't speak French fluently yet. And it was so kind of a woman to speak with me about, you know, what's been going on in her life and her job situation. And it was it was just really, I, I didn't fully understand everything that she was saying, but I appreciated the gesture. And I was an active participant in the conversation. And it was her eyes that made me feel better, that made me feel more welcome in a room full of strangers. And just having a friend in that moment, a friend that would help me take my coat off or welcome me into a room makes all of the difference. So if I can give a piece of advice to to anyone listening to to be that friend to someone else, it, it makes the world a better place to actively listen and actively make others feel welcome because long lasting friendships are a really beautiful thing. And I think that they take work and, you know, they take feeling safe with someone. They take having shared values. They take having the free will to stay. But friendships in a moment or friendships for a season are also really beautiful. And I think for a long time I thought, oh, the concept of BFFs, best friends forever, was just ride or die for me. It was just absolutely Bible had to be that way with every person that I felt I had a deep connection with. But that's just not true. I was thinking about the television series on Hulu, Pin 15, which, oh my gosh, please, if you get anything from the entirety of this episode, or if this is the only thing you ever listen to that I ever say in my whole life, I think my mission is to share with you to go watch Pin 15. It's just remarkable, remarkable television. But the premise of the, the show is about two girls who are growing up together in middle school. They're played by adults. So if you can imagine adults playing eighth graders in real time is hysterical, but it, it really touches on the complexities of female friendship in particular and how formative the years, you know, between like 11 and like 14 are for creating human relationships. And there's a situation in one of the episodes where these two best friends meet another friend and the third party comes into this relationship and changes the dynamic. And you know, one friend gets jealous, the other one clings on to the, the third party and it, it goes on. But I think that being able to recognize friendships and seasons and recognizing how to communicate your feelings with someone is so important. Even, you know, when you're 13, that's something that I wish that I learned more was how to communicate my needs and my feelings rather than lashing out or acting out of a wound or hurt but since I was 14, I think I've grown quite a bit in, in communication and learning that any relationship worth having is worth discussing your feelings and discussing your fears and discussing the things that make you happy and the things that make you sad because the truth has legs. And the sooner you're you, the sooner the people around you can be themselves and 
you can fully be yourself as well. So that is what I think about friendships. And it has been a really beautiful season for me to create new ones and foster old ones and learn what it looks like to still continue to water relationships and people that I love across the seas. And I am also really grateful for social media that I've been able to have the opportunity to connect with you and to connect with other people that I love and have mutual interest and shared beliefs or differing beliefs with. So I love you guys. I am so grateful. I think that's the first time I said it. The basis of any good relationship should be love and I think mutual admiration and the more that I talk to you guys and the more that we can communicate about things that we're thinking and feeling, the closer I feel with you and the less alone I feel. So I hope that I can give that back to you. Please know that you can always shoot me a message. I'm always one to listen. Don't text your ex when you're drunk or when you're sober. Send me a meme instead. I am begging you, babe, please (laughs) thank me later. As I mentioned, you can keep up with all of the adventures with food, with travel, with the things that I'm learning on my Instagram, or you can sign up for my newsletter. I have some really exciting free things that are coming out on my newsletter this coming week. So you can sign up at www.thejennyjohnson.com and I will talk to you guys so soon. Let me know if there's anything you'd like to discuss because today's topic was recommended by a listener. So please let me know if you want to talk more about religion, dating, food, relationships, travel, freelancing, all of the things. I love you guys. Is that number three or four? I will talk to you soon. Abiento.